Welcome back to Split Decision. We've got some exciting stuff this week for episode 19. We're going to recap UFC 294, Makachev Volkanovski 2, Makachev silencing all doubters. With no fights this week, we'll draft our top five Halloween things. Then we'll preview our favorite football matchups across college and the NFL. And finally, we'll get into Stakes and Takes, our betting segment where we give you our best advice for this week's games. But before we get into that, don't forget to go like and subscribe and then head to splitdecisionpod.com where you'll find all of our episodes, merch, and more. Again, that's splitdecisionpod.com. All right, let's go. All right, so let's move on to UFC 294 recap, the fight card in Abu Dhabi. It was nice because uh, I like when the cards are during the day here. Honestly, yeah. it kind of sets it. it doesn't, it's not your whole night. There's stuff to do after. You wake up and there's fights on. So I like 9 a.m. start. Uh, 5 for the p.m. finish. Yeah, yeah it's a nice finish. It was like all, it's like a work day. Yeah, it was great. I, I, I enjoyed, I took off uh, from my main job. That was nice. Woke up, clicked on the TV. Fights were there already. It was, it was amazing. Uh, I agree with you. When I can get off for them, it, it's Dude, great. I was actually struggling because there was a soccer game I wanted to watch in the morning. There was fights. And then at 11, the college football game starting so i was like back and forth changing yeah I had it was the, almost stressful there was so much good stuff going on right i had the ipad on i had the tvs on it, it was it was a lot for sure and the fight card it was a weird fight card but i mean it was some crazy finishes some unexpected it kind of lived up to the hype and the main event i would say we're both probably upset about how it happened but it lived up to the hype islam makachev Defeats Volkanovski again, second time this year, but this time, instead of a controversial uh, scorecard, right. he came in first round, head kicked uh, Volk, dropped him, wobbled him bad and dropped him, Man. and then just kind of... Split both his eyebrows in the yeah, first some, round. It was crazy, and then just like beat him up on the ground, few shots. It was over from the head kick, though. Honestly, it was Islam's, probably his most impressive performance, even yeah, more impressive than beating... Uh, uh, do Bronx just because of the way it happened he beat Volkanovski too like we've never seen Volkanovski like that like in that kind of trouble right we've spoken fight. like once once a fighter gets a haircut like Volk he he hadn't lost but a couple times the first time losing to Makachev we didn't count against him because you know it was moving up it was going to get a belt and this in one, a weight class where you're not ever fighting this one I don't think you're really counting against him but you just don't take anything away from how Islam played. Uh, right. This one, you, this one, you just have to pump Islam up is all you can do. Makachev won this fight. It wasn't a dominant showing in the beginning of the first round. I mean, but I think it quickly the, turned into just a devastation for Volk fans. I, I think the 11-day notice does play a factor in here, but, I mean, I just don't see a way. I don't see Islam losing right now. Uh, I think he's proving he's more dynamic and kind of more of exciting fighter than Khabib was. I'm not saying he's better than Khabib or more dominant than Khabib, but we never saw Khabib do that kind of stuff. You're right. No, I, I think at this to your point, level. Khabib's the best wrestler in UFC history. You know, he would beat anybody. He still he could come out and probably go another ten wins undefeated if he wanted to. Yeah, in, I mean in the UFC. His last fight, he dominated uh, Gaethje. Right. And look at what Gaethje who's fought and what he's done since then. Right. Just dominated other guys. It's yeah. crazy. So, albeit a worse wrestler than Khabib, but a better striker. And worse wrestlers, like, 
he's still probably the best wrestler in MMA right now. He's just right. not as good as Khabib. Yeah, it's crazy. So Makachev, that's very impressive performance. All props to you. Great speech after. He said it was the UFC's job to find his next opponent. Dana White's job to find his next opponent. So I'll ask you, because we don't have contacts like Dana White, who's next for Islam Makachev? Is it Charles Oliveira? Is it Justin Gaethje? Benil Darush? We already know. It's definitely not Benil Darush. Yeah, he's just he's in the top uh, five. You one to throw him... out there, a wild card. He had talked about before the fight, if he won, he would want to fight the winner of uh, Leon Edwards, Colby Covington, for the 170 belt, try to get two belts. I wouldn't be mad if he did that. If he stays at lightweight, I mean, you could rematch the uh, Dubronx fight, that the fight that was supposed to happen uh, this weekend in the, in the main card, main event. Uh, we could schedule that. Or Justin Gaethje, I mean, he... He kind of deserves a title shot. That was an impressive point. win against... Uh, yeah, he hasn't fought Islam either. Right, uh, it's... So you know, like, do, you want a, do you want the rematch or do you want a fresh opponent for Islam and then you can do Dubronx? Right, and it's it's not even for, you know, Islam to win the BMF title. That that was a special thing, you know, that, that happens for specific fights. But this would be a great chance for Gaethje to at least have a shot at the 155 title. Yeah, he. I mean, he would have a puncher's chance. I, st- I still think Islam came, comes in. and The wrestling for Islam is just is still so good. Yeah, and I think Volk probably... He said he wants to fight uh, Tepori in January. I think January, he probably needs to take a little more time off. But I think that's yeah, I mean, the fight to make when he comes back. He'll be healed up. It's just, is he going to be mentally good? You know, is he going to be ready? It was tough seeing Volk like that. Yeah, he was emotional at the press conference. Emotional was, at the press conference? We've never seen him wobbled like that. No. No, it was it was rough. Volk, I mean, Volk fans everywhere were crying on Saturday. So, moving on. Co-main event, we had another late notice change. So we had a bit of controversy, good and bad. Two you know, late throughout. notice changes, but they are both fights arguably got better. Right, yeah. I, I Paulo Costa still fought, fought though. No, he, he didn't. He fought, oh, he in, fought the in the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he he was not going to Abu Dhabi without fighting. But anyway, we had uh Kamzat Kamayev facing Kamaru Usman, both guys moving up. Um it was I mean, Hamzat's fought at that weight before, but he, he just keeps going. But remember, yeah, he last time he tried to make 170, and he, he weighed in at 178. Right, and they, they told him he had to, at least for this fight, he had to move up. Um, and it was he was supposed to fight Paul Acosta, who would have been able to make weight at that weight anyway. But Kamar Usman stepped up. Electric co-main event. I personally thought this was going to end first-round knockout in Kamayev's favor. Yeah, you almost thought this one was going to end how... The main event as ended. early as the main event. It right. Was be well, like this that. one went to the decision. It was a highly contested fight from Kamara Usman. The showing that I personally didn't expect to see. And I will say all the people who said that he was a shell of his former self. He definitely didn't look it against somebody way more impressive, in my opinion, than somebody like and Leon Edwards. His first time fighting at that uh, at that weight class. Right. Uh, Hamzat came in. He kind of dominated the first round on the ground, but he never really had... He had a, maybe a small window where it looked like he might get a finish, but other than that... It was poised control from Kamaya. It was Kamaev. poised control, but it, he didn't really have a lot of... It was, it was damage, but it wasn't heavy enough damage to, a da- lot of damage to make it dangerous, right? Yeah, and then Usman came out second round. You could tell Chamayev maybe not 
maybe he lost uh, some gas in his tank a little bit. Yeah, the takedown defense was strong from uh, Usman in the second round. In the second round, and he was beat. He was better than Shamayev throughout the whole fight on the feet. Yeah, striking, striking definitely favored Usman for the entire fight. And then going to the final round, it was tough. Tough. It was tough. It was well fought. Usman was winning, I think, until Shamayev got the takedown. got a takedown and then kind of won the round. I had it two rounds to one, Shamayev. Um, I had the same. I, I didn't. I didn't necessarily agree with the uh, majority decision. I think it was close enough. Fight you could have given it to Usman, so I'm not upset about it. Right, but I'm not too upset. I think it's a great showing by Usman. An impressive showing for Kamayev to remain undefeated in front of you know his home crowd. What do you think next for him? So they're saying uh, possible title shot. Sean Str- Strickland said he's open. He said he didn't deserve it. Hamza didn't deserve a title shot, but he would fight him. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad about that. I still would like to see him fight one more time before the— uh, I want to see him fight Paulo Costa. Him versus Paulo Costa, the fight that was supposed to happen, I would love to see that. I mean, honestly, dude, if you just rescheduled him every cancel every cancel from Duplicy? this past weekend to December or January, or every reschedule, schedule change, you know, you could still have a crazy fight card with Islam, Chemayev, Johnny Walker— you could have a crazy fight card with the same names in December or January very, very easily. You could. I don't think they're going to do that. I mean, the, they already have the uh, the main event for December. That's true. You're not going to load it all up. Yeah. And now let's move on to uh, the next fight. Magomed Ankalaev, Johnny Walker. This was an ex- what we thought was going to be an exciting fight. It was an exciting matchup coming in, and then it was ruined by the doctor. And then it was an exciting post-fight. And then it was an exciting post-fight where they still tried to fight. Which, it looked which, like all hell was going to break loose, kind of Khabib Connor style in the ring, but then Dana White stepped them and kind of The godfathered them. Yeah, they all kind of You're going to do this at my daughter's wedding? No, it's kind of like, y'all better stop or you're going to get cut from the fucking promotion. Yeah, Johnny Walker, you stop or you have to find your own way home. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely going to be an exciting fight. I picked Johnny Walker pre-fight. You picked Magomed Ankalaev. Only thing I'm happy about this one is it ended in no contest, so I couldn't take the L. <laughs> um, because I, I hate seeing you know my my fan personal favorite in the fight uh, lose. Um, Walker did take some damage early, not heavy damage, but he, he was getting attacked by the kicks to he his lead leg. He took one heavy damage, a heavy knee to the face. He did. <laughs> when he was on the ground. He was obviously downed and. Magomed just took that. And that was weird. It happened a lot in this fight card. Like, in a lot of the prelims stuff, there were a lot of a lot of downed opponents, and there were a lot of kicking the balls. Yeah, like fouls, but in the entire night day, or night for them, day for us, there was only one point taken. And there was, like you said, I think there was like six ball shots. There was one dude that did illegal two knees. in the first round, and, like, they still didn't take a point. And then two in the next round. Yeah, it was it was insane. Yeah, uh, illegal knees, several illegal yeah, knees. Yeah, the doctor, and so then he a got doctor stoppage the, here. He got kneed in the face on the ground, so they stopped it. It's the a doctor, brutal knee. The doctor came out and talked to him. He looked like he was fine. I mean, obviously, he just got kneed in the face. So he was a little dazed, but he looked like he was fine in the fight. My face hurts kind of thing. My face hurts. The doctor was speaking English, I believe. Johnny Walker doesn't have the best English. Uh, the doctor asked him, I think, what country are we in? He said he wanted to say Abu Dhabi, but it wasn't 100% sure. He knew he was in Abu Dhabi. He didn't know if it was a country. So he said the desert. <laughs> and the doctor was like, all right, fight off. This guy's too concussed to fight, which yeah. I think is kind of bullshit. Yeah, so Johnny Walker was just like, he, he looked at Magomed, and he's like, 
Nah, we're gonna do this right there. We don't need any Maybe of these push guys. Push the ref. Two hand push the ref. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna it's end gonna be well. some kind of fine. Right. Um, impressive performance uh, post fight by Walker. I'd say you know, being ready to throw down. Oh, that's be, impressive. They just look like idiots. I'd be pissed. Yeah, I would be pissed too. But like, you can't do that. Yeah, I think it is safe to say that Doctor will never be a part of another UFC event. Yeah, because he told the other guy he didn't get kicked in the balls. And the right. guy had to go to the hospital because he got kicked in the ball so hard. Right. Like, the cup didn't work. I have Satsumas in my pants. Please help. Um, yeah, yeah, so that was a, a fight with a lot of hype. Looked like it was going to be exciting, and it kind of just ended. So I'd definitely like to see the rematch there. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I think that's what's next for both guys. Rematch that fight. I want to see the rematch, but I also I think I would double down and bet Johnny Walker again because I think him getting that pissed off edge would actually give him what he needs to win the fight i'm not going again my my uh strategy worked in this card who i picked yeah i like it it was a good strategy and i'm not going against ankalev cool fair enough so look in the middleweight division we had ikram aliskarov he showcased very strong finishing ability inside the first round against warley alves they started off, and Aliskarov almost immediately staggered him. It was Dude, just it was a like straight right jab. Whenever Ikram touched him, it was fucking Alves up. Right. And then, I mean... He, like, smelled blood and just attacked. And then it was done. And then he hit him with that crazy jumping knee, folded him. I don't know, it was like punches. once he connected once and kind of, like you said, with that straight jab, it was like... Alves he was knew. like, it's over. Right. Exactly. Alves knew and Ikram knew. They were like, all right, this is about to end pretty quick. So Ikram was able to get off straight jabs. He connected with a cr- couple crazy flying knees. He has crazy power. He looks like one of those guys. All he has to do is touch you with his fist. And like you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. And then he ended up knocking him out. Sealed the deal, if you will, with an uppercut. Really? Ikram's only career losses to Kamzat Kamaev. Yeah, and it was, I think they said before they were It was in the before UFC. the UFC. Dude. He's a guy to watch out for. Yeah. Also, they, he was also, Aliskarov was also scheduled to fight Paulo Costa earlier this year. That was yeah. rescheduled you know, with different opponents. Well, the, I saw a bunch of the tweets were like, all right, stop feeding these unranked guys to Ikram. He, he's got to fight a top 10. Yeah, he next, has. Because he's just destroying. He needs these to dudes. go and fight. I want to see a rematch with him and Kamayev. I want to see him fight Paulo Costa. I want to see maybe him even fight Anthony Hernandez. But he needs to fight a top 15 opponent next. 100%. Who's Anthony Hernandez? He's the 15th guy in the middleweight division. Okay. He just he just I was, hit 15. I was trying to be like, a smartass, and, and I thought you were talking to Anthony Smith, but I feel you. No, he, he does not need to fight Anthony Smith. I don't want to see Anthony Smith die. All right, so opening up the main card, who do we have? It was sad. Saeed. Saeed. Sad. Sad. It was not. It was not sad. Yeah, no, he was Saeed Nurmagomedov. Uh, what's the other guy's name? I didn't know how to Muin pronounce it. Muin Gafarov. Gafarov. So Nurmagomedov, which is a legendary name at this point in uh, MMA. And not related to Khabib. Not related, but he's from the same area. Right. Uh, and impressive size. These guys looked way bigger than 135 pounds. Yeah, they were some yoked 135ers. Like, when you look at them, you would think like, you know, welterweight, something like that, just big, brule guys. No, they were both 136 this pounds. This was another fight on this main card that ended in the first round with Saeed getting a, a first round ghillie. Right. 
Standing to begin. Gafarov, he pressed early on. I think he was trying to take Nurmagomedov by surprise or something. then he fucked up and kind of overcommitted. Right. And, and then, then he just got caught with a 10-finger guillotine. And I was like, oh, shit. And he locked it in tight. Great um, sportsmanship, Saeed was better if you on the will. Feet too. Yeah, he was. He, from the little we got to see. Yeah. Uh, but great sportsmanship by Saeed. He let go of the choke as soon as he you know, got the obvious tap. He didn't hold it in yeah, for a couple extra seconds. See, the ref didn't see it. Yeah, it was on the opposite side. Um, you know, that, that's great. That that actually added Saeed to the top 15 for this week's rankings. So he is officially in the top 15 in the bantamweight division. With that, I think he should fight Chris Gutierrez. He just won with a bunch of leg kicks. Or leg kicks helping, you know, pave the way to his victory. Uh, maybe Ricky Simon or Pedro Munoz. What you think? I would like to see him, Ricky Simon. I think that would be a good one. I think he's ready to take the next step, but you don't want to like throw him to one of the top top guys yet. So I think anybody ranked from like seven to fifteen would be good for him. Seven to fourteen. All, all of those guys, I picked those with kind of t- keeping that in mind that he shouldn't get someone deep inside the top ten. Yeah, no need to rush him. He's only like twenty two years old. Isn't Correct. He? Yeah, he's yeah, young. So it's like, he has a lot of time to. Just keep finishing people. Don't rush him. Let him keep getting better, finishing people, build his star and resume. Exactly. All right, so this week, in honor of Halloween coming up, the next time you hear us uh, on an episode is going to be, I believe, the day after Halloween. Right. So this will be our our Halloween special episode, especially since there's no uh, theme from the the fight card. But this week's top five is going to be top five Halloween things, as I'm sure you could have guessed by now. Uh, so that goes anything, anything at all to do with Halloween or your perception. Uh, if it can, if you can bring it to Halloween and you think it deserves to be in your top five, you can do that. Yeah. So let's see how this goes. And I believe I get to pick first in this draft. Yeah. I went, uh, you had a hiatus last week. You were sickly and I, uh, did it by myself. So you get to go first. So I think this is a pretty easy one, one pick. Uh, I think. This is just synonymous with Halloween. It is Halloween. I'm going to go candy. Uh, Halloween's all about getting candy. Even as an adult, there's some, like, candy's just more readily available during Halloween time. Dude, like, they just it, have it at work for no reason. It's bowls of candy. Isn't it, like, the best thing at, around Halloween time? My pantry just gets, like, filled with Halloween exactly. pantry. And Our my Halloween favorite candy. candy is Reese's and the Reese's pumpkins. They're so good. Dude, they're addicting. They're addicting. And that's why candy won one. I mean. Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't argue with that being a very, very solid one one. Um, I was going to ask what your favorite candy was. Um, I'm, it's the Reese's. Reese's. Yeah, they're, they're very, very Especially solid. Especially the pumpkins. Um, yeah, it's it, it's a great pick. I, I have no arguments that there's. Not much that can beat that, but I'll try. My uh, my first pick, I think I'm going to go with horror movies. I okay. like horror movies a lot. Um, ever See, since I, I was, don't like horror movies, so I'm glad you picked that one. But either way, it's a it's a it's a top Halloween thing, right? It is. It's synonymous with Halloween. Even if you don't like being scared, there are movies that only come out that are only shown on TV during this time of year. It's it's one of the biggest consumer holidays that there is, so you get the block. But what about Halloween movies that aren't scary? Uh, do this, does that count as your pick? No, just horror movies. Just horror movies. Just horror movies. Yeah, because at that point, I, I'd have to say Halloween movies. And 
I'm not too. I'm not a big fan. I like the Halloweens, the Michael Myers, the the Nightmare on Elm Streets. I just watched the original Friday the Thirteenth with uh, my six month old. It was great. He didn't care. So horror movies, my one one. Not a bad one one, just not my thing. I get it. Moving on, I guess it uh, snakes me back to my uh, one two. I'm gonna go with the closest thing to candy that I can. And I'm going to say trick-or-treating. Oh, I was going to pick that. <laughs> I, I was going to go double down, I but can't, I like that pick. Yeah, that, that probably would have won. Honestly, that would have won you the whole thing if you'd have been able to get trick-or-treating as well. Reason being, if you can't have candy, you got to play the trick, right? It's It goes hand in hand. You get the trick or the treat. If they don't give you the candy, they suffer the TPing that night. That's all it is. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's, and that's some of the best times as a kid. That was some of the first times when I was a kid that my parents like let me kind of have freedom, do go out and do I whatever. Like, they let me because we had like a neighborhood friends, right? And I was probably like eleven or twelve, and they were like, "Yo, just come back at like ten o'clock." Yeah, like you had you kind of got the night out. Yeah, and I was like, "All right." As a kid, it was a night out. I was like, "This is awesome." Yeah, and you were almost like your first little bit nervous, of, scared. First little bit of freedom, right? And as long as you didn't completely ruin it you were kind of let off the leash from there. You know, it, it gave you a lot. So trick-or-treating, but, and as a parent, as an adult, I like trick-or-treating again. I know there's like a small time in your life where you don't. It's back to being fun for me. Yeah, I, I would, yeah, trick-or-treating, you can't beat it. Right. So what's your uh, what's your second pick? My second pick, I thought you were going to take this as one of your top two. My second pick is costumes. Oof. I think dressing up in costumes is one of the most fun thing. It's fun when you're a kid, you kind of start not liking it a little bit when you're a teenager, but then when you get an adult, it's fun again. Yeah. Dressing up in a costume. Kind of like the same thing with trick-or-treating. Yeah, same thing with trick-or-treating. It's just, it's what Halloween is at this point, is costumes. Uh, you can be anything you want. You can be offensive. You can be non-offensive. You can be funny. You can be like whatever character you're super into. It doesn't have to be funny. Yeah, you're almost encouraged for to, everybody. A, to culturally appropriate and anybody and everybody of all different that likes all different kind of things enjoys it i have a uh i have some family growing up they couldn't watch like harry potter and things they had i had family like that too yeah. they wouldn't let they had to they <laughs> I, I, a specific memory i remember them specifically watching like veggie tales and i was i was young enough to know what veggie tales was and like have seen it before but i was like why are they watching this at their house? I only watched this at Vacation Bible School. Dude, it was wild to me. I had, a, I had a cousin they couldn't watch Rugrats with me. Whoa. Rugrats because, was simple. Because Angelica was a bad influence, they said. I mean, she kind of was. Yeah, but the, she was the worst part. It was obvious nobody wanted to be like her. Yeah. Like, the show they made, made her like, hateable. That was like, the first hateable person yeah, I've ever seen. Yeah, it didn't, like, glorify <laughs> being a bully to babies. No, it, it made... It, it was like, nah, she sucks. Right, the babies won all the Nobody time. Nobody wants to be like this. That's solid. But yeah, costumes, my number two. My number three. This is where it starts getting kind of hard. That's what she said. But I'm going to go number three. This one plays more into when you're a teenager and an adult. I'm going to go a Halloween party as my number three. Ooh, I was... I was toying with whether or not i was gonna pick halloween that. party kind of goes in with the candy and the costumes like you can dress up halloween, and they're all different ages all different ages halloween's always fun a halloween party is always fun um i remember like the different kinds of halloween parties i've been to as a kid you know like the the fun you know it's 
then when you're a teenager, it's like, this is my the chance to make out with my girlfriend. Right, we might play spin the bottle. <laughs> yeah. And then as an adult, it's like, I'm just going to get hammered and have a good time. Like, we're, you know, we're having a good time. Uh, yeah, so Halloween party, that's my number three. Uh, yeah. So that bounces back to me, right? So you got the next two picks. Okay. Let me scratch out Halloween part. So my third pick, I'm going to go with a haunted house. Oh, I had that one on my list. Uh, now, you can you can think of this in the terms of, like, the neighborhood haunted house where they, you know, spend some money. It's it's like that treat that not a lot of neighborhoods have, but the ones that you find are crazy. Yeah. Or you There's can go— like one family that's like, we're going to do the Halloween. Yeah, I got one right house. down the street. It's crazy. <laughs> or we can think of stuff like the 13th Gate or those, like, very, very realistic no, like level <laughs> haunted houses. I love— both ends of it. Even the little carnival haunted houses are kind of fun sometimes. Yeah, those ones. I, I do like those. But just a haunted house, it's, once again, just synonymous with Halloween. It brings me back to my childhood, running around different places, trying to, you know, be scared, do get into all the Halloween stuff. I like feeling spooky, so that's that's why I went with that for my number three. My number four, man... I think I got to go with pumpkin carving. Oh, I had that one on my list too. God damn it. Yeah. Pumpkin carving. I didn't do this that much when I was a kid. I know we did it. You know, of course we did do it. Um, I did it more as a teenager and an adult. And I've done it pretty consistently since having kids. It's really fun when you figure out how to do it. You can get really crazy with the designs. You can print stencils off the internet that help you, you know, make whatever you want to make they have some really cool carving pumpkin ideas that's why i went with it for my number four it's just a solid halloween tradition yeah it's like it's, dying eggs on easter it's like when you say it that's all you can think about is now, the holiday associated. does this rule out what my number four pick would have been i don't know let's see which is jack-o'-lanterns no because i was toying i have that on my list as well jack-o'-lanterns are carved it's not the pumpkins, act of carving pumpkins but it's not the act it's not the you know the action okay then i'm gonna put jack-o'-lantern as my number four i love a good jack-o'-lantern i love seeing one uh as you said they can get creative they can get funny absolutely stick the candle in it let and it rot like synonymous on your porch with with halloween any like cartoon or anything the headless horseman episode, it's a is a, jack- is a jack-o'-lantern yeah. right exactly That's a whole scary villain based around a jack-o'-lantern with a pumpkin head so i think jack and is just like synonymous with halloween i think you think halloween you think jack and i agree so that was my number four and i think i get num- one more from my fifth pick one more and this is tough i have a few different options right here um so my number five pick it kind of wraps a lot of our picks up into one thing okay hanging out with your friends Ooh. I like it. I think Halloween, I mean, everything we've talked about from parties to trick-or-treating, uh, carving pumpkins, you're hanging out with friends and family. Do you, what kind of psychopath carves a pump, pumpkin alone? <laughs> yeah, oh, that would be terrifying. Wrong. You better be hanging out with somebody if you're carving pumpkins. At least act like you have friends. Like, pay somebody to carve a pumpkin with you if, you, if you're not doing it with someone. Please. Yes. What if you're an adult that trick-or-treats by themselves? I well, think see, you that, should be arrested. That's kind of like the thing that you never know. Because, you know, if you're going trick-or-treating, there's 
hundreds of people out if you're you know because you're not going by like you're by yourself but you're not alone right yeah like you could just be like oh my family's over there yeah i'm trying to catch i don't know where barbara went or whatever like just make some shit up There's just some creep out there trying to get your kids by himself but yeah hanging out with friends and family i think that kind of just wraps up a lot of the or picks up into one thing it does uh, i just think i mean the best memories are trick-or-treating with your friends going to a halloween party carving pumpkins so hanging out with your friends and family yeah absolutely i like that i had uh my my fifth pick man this is tough because i feel like we took probably the top nine things that that could have been taken so far halloween related most of my other things on this list are halloween not even animals but like halloween characters almost i mean that's that's it counts right it's hard to pick hard to pick the right one so i think i'm gonna go with scaring people scaring people as my that's part of halloween right it's it's you know playing the pranks getting the the scare with your mask you know popping out from behind the corner i know everybody's seen the videos of uh you know halloween pranks gone wrong or you know scaring done too scared or something scaring people is just a good halloween prank it's really one of the only times nowadays especially that you'll be able to get away with it on top of that yeah that's not a bad pick i think that kind of uh it goes right in right in hand with halloween so that's our top five to to recap things my number one pick is candy two costumes three a halloween party four jack-and-lanterns and five just hanging out with your friends and family it's a very solid top five, but I think mine is going to trump you there. Number one being horror movies, two being that good old-fashioned trick-or-treating, three, a haunted house, four, carving pumpkins, and five, scaring people. All right, so let's move on to our football uh, section this week. Uh, this week, again, we're going to go five of the top college games, five of the top uh, pro NFL games, kind of give you a quick little rundown of the game, give you our picks. Uh, so, yeah. Jumping right in. Here we go. And the first game we're going to cover is going to be uh, the Georgia Bulldogs, the number one team in the nation, two-time defending champs, ooh, ooh. taking on their rival, the Florida Gators. You know, Gator neutrals. I have heard of Gator growl. Gators are scary. Yeah, pretty Gator terrifying. Gator would fuck a bulldog up. Yeah, bulldog's a little bitch boy. Yeah, they can't even give like, birth. No, they're and they can't breathe either. Yeah. but uh, Mascot fights, we know who wins. Exactly. This game is a, always in a neutral site in Jacksonville, so kind of right between the two schools. Why is um, that? Just because. They split the crowd in half. It's just a cool thing. No, oh, cool. It's in the NFL stadium. Nice. Uh, Georgia comes in 14 and a half point favorites, which is huge in this uh, rivalry. Thing is, Georgia's number one, as we said, two time defending champs. Florida has kind of been up and down. Uh, Billy Napier's still trying to find his groove at Florida in his second year. Shout out UL. Shout out uh, Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns. Sorry, yeah, that's the proper name for it. No, actually, they go by the Louisiana rate. They drop Lafayette. Nice. Which is good. But um, big city folk. Big city folk. But yeah, Georgia Bulldogs, Florida Gators. I think Georgia comes in. I think they roll. Uh, they've had some close games this year, but when they're playing the team that's supposed to, like a good game, right? Like when they did against Kentucky, when Kentucky was like had all the momentum coming in, Georgia had kind of wavered a little bit. Wavered a little bit. Georgia beat the shit out of them. I think Georgia just needs to be up for their games. When Georgia's at their best, and I think they'll be at their best for this rivalry game, I think they're easily the best team in the SEC East. Probably the best team in the SEC. Probably the best team in the country again. 
Golly gee. So an over under 47 and a half. I'm not touching that with any stick from any angle, but this is known. I didn't know this until I Googled the whole game. This game is known as the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Yeah, it's great. The The beach of uh, Jacksonville is like a giant party scene. That's pretty awesome. Uh, Brock Bowers is going to be out. He's a loaded tight end for Georgia. He's yeah, going to be out this week, most best likely. Tight end in college football. Huh? Best tight end in college football. Right. Probably the best player in Georgia's offense. Uh, but it should stay the usual contested game. That's kind of weird. I, I think here... I think the Bulldogs are going to win, but I think Miami, or Florida. sorry, Florida is going to cover. Okay. So you're thinking a close game, closer than the experts Closer, think. Closer than that 14 and a half spread is what I'm thinking. All right. So the next game we're going to move on to is Utah versus Oregon. Uh, I believe Oregon's number seven. Oregon is number eight. Number Utah eight. is number 13. Uh, Oregon favored 13. this one by six and a half. Uh, at an, Utah. At Utah with an over-under 49. Oregon coming off. They're still trying to rebound. They won last week against Washington State. The week before that, had the heartbreaking loss to Washington, their first and only loss so far this year. And Bo Nix is going to be leading that, one of the best offenses in college football, against, against the Utes. A tough defense. Who beat USC. Yeah, they beat USC. Who was able to score on them quite a bit, but it kind of showed that Caleb Williams is not that superhuman everybody's, you know, touting him to be he may not he may be good but i don't think he's generational he can't he can be beaten so what do you think happens for this game uh i think it's going to be a very close game i want to pick utah in this game but i think for some reason something in my gut is telling me oregon goes in there and gets probably like a three-point victory at utah oh so i actually think that oregon's gonna blow out utah this week I think it's going to be... So you think a blowout? I think a blowout for Oregon. The reason I think that is because with Bryson Barnes, Utah has just struggled to move the ball through the air, and I think Oregon is going to be able to capitalize on that you know, mismatch there. Strong defense for Utah, but I think Bo Nix has it. So we're both picking Oregon. I just think it's going to be a close game. You think it's going to be a blowout. Right. I think we'll probably exceed. They'll prob- Oregon will probably cover that spread. And it'll probably hit the over, so it'll just be like a cover, cover, cover kind of kind of situation. I see. Uh, so the next game we're going to cover is Duke Blue Devils against the Louisville, Louisville Cardinals. Cardinals. Both teams ranked. Every team ACC from Louisville matchup. feels like they're the Cardinals, right? Well, I mean, every uh, team from University of Louisville is the Cardinals. Yeah, or no, not, is it? What state is Louisville? Kentucky. How many uh, Kentucky mascots are Cardinals? I'm pretty sure just the Louisville just them. Cardinals. Oh, I'm thinking of St. Louis used to always be Cardinals. Or the huh? Arizona Cardinals. There's a lot of Cardinals. There's a lot of Cardinals. Not all. All right, I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. We uh, digress. 20 ranked Duke Blue Devils. Duke coming off a loss to Florida State last week. Not to be, you they know. lost to Florida State and Notre Dame. So two five teams. And two. Yeah. Right. Not, two teams that, like, you can't, like. Not bad teams. To lose Louisville to. coming off of a, a surprising loss, right? Right, to Pittsburgh. To Pittsburgh, and they got dominated. They of. did. It was it was weird. It was um, after they had a huge win against Notre Dame the week before, so a huge letdown. So you, right, so then they had to sit on that during their whole bye. They lost as a seven-point favorite. Riley Leonard's status is in doubt for Duke, so that'll probably mess with the run game a little bit. But it'll definitely give a different look for the Cardinals. And, you know, I was thinking this game, I was picking Duke. And then as we just talked through it, 
I'm changing my mind. Uh oh. I'm going Louisville Cardinals. I think they get it done. I think they just had an off week. They're going to bounce back. They're going to play like they did against Notre Dame, and I think they're coming to beat Duke. All right, so I got one more bit of bit of info, and then I'm going to tell you my pick. Coming off the bye, Louisville's Jawan Jordan should be 100% coming into the game, which leads me to my pick of the Cardinals winning by more than four. So you have the Louisville winning and covering. Right. All right, so the next one we're going to look at is the Florida State Seminoles. The Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Florida State comes in ranked number four, still undefeated. Wake Forest, I believe, is four and three. They're non-ranked. Right. Four and two, four and three. Four and three, non-ranked. Florida State comes in a huge favorite on the road. Minus 20 and 20. a half. That is a huge uh, margin. Wake Forest, they're not great this year. They have they a good defense, last though. year, but they have a good defense. Like, right. 20 points is a lot. And Florida State is a team that they've had great games this year. They've also had games where they played down to their opponents and and don't have the most impressive performance, like against Boston College and against right. Clemson. Um, Jordan be- Travis, in order to cover that spread, is going to have to connect with Keon Coleman a couple times. I agree, for touchdowns. I think Florida State wins the game. I'm not 100% sure about the, the spread. That's a big spread against a, a uh, conference opponent. Right. I think Wake, Wake Forest definitely has the defense that, that is going to hold the scoring down in this game. I think Florida State Seminoles are going to win the game, but I think it's going to be an under contest with Wake Forest covering that big spread. All right, so the last college game we're going to cover is the Oklahoma Sooners, number six ranked, still undefeated, taking on the Kansas Jayhawks. Um, Oklahoma at Kansas comes in 10-point favorites. Oklahoma coming off of a scare last week. They were looking great all season, one of the best teams in college football looked like last week. Almost lost to a struggling Central Florida team, UCF team. They came back right at the end and won 31-29, I believe. I think they were like 20-point favorites in that game at home. They are not good against the spread so this they had, So they had a letdown game, but they still figured out a way, way to win. I think they come against Kansas, a motivated team. Uh, I think they beat Kansas, and I think they beat Kansas pretty good. I agree with them beating Kansas. Listen, Oklahoma's put up almost 500 yards per game this season. That that combined with them scoring like 40-something points per game on Dylan average. Dylan Gabriel or uh, – is Dylan or Dan? I think it's Dylan Gabriel, uh, their quarterback. Right. He's uh, probably like top five, top ten Heisman uh, player right now. He's having a great season. So they allow yards as well, but they also produce yards and scores consistently. Jalen Daniels will still be out with that back injury. So yeah, I'm Kansas picking. This isn't the same team without him. Right. I'm picking right. Oklahoma all the way. I'm not sure about that over. That's a very high over for a college game. Right? I don't know. Scoring is typically high in college. I don't have a gauge on that right now. Though scoring for college is freaky to me. I don't know they why. They score I, way more in college than they do in NFL. I had confidence on my first four picks. I have nothing on confidence for over under on that one. And with nine and a half points for Oklahoma to cover and the quarterback of Jalen Daniels being out, I'm going to say that Oklahoma is going to cover nine and a half points on the Jayhawks. All right, so it looks like we have all five of the same picks. We kind of differ how the games are going to go, though. Uh, So that wraps up our five college games of the week. Now let's move on to the pro games. Again, we're going to do five. Uh, Pretty much of the biggest matchups are the most uh, interest between us in the matchups. Right. Uh, the first Our one favorite get... matchups, if you will. Exactly. For NFL Week 8. 
And our first one we're going to look at is the Jacksonville Jaguars going to Pittsburgh, taking on the Steelers. Jacksonville 5-2. and two. I believe Pittsburgh's 4-2. and two. Correct. Both teams looking like they could. I mean, the Jaguars, they had a great win against the Saints in their last game. Uh, scored some points. They've been very careful on offense, very careful with the ball. They I haven't mean, they're had 5-2 right turnovers. now. They look like they're trying to make that next step and becoming a legit Super Bowl contender. The Steelers... They're trying to figure out if Kenny Pickett's the guy. They have a great defense. They continue to win some games 4-2. and two. I think this is going to be a great game. I think because it's in Pittsburgh, I think the Steelers are going to figure out a way to win this game. I'm picking the Steelers. Look, that, that's, that's all solid. Look, Jaguars are, are favored to cover 2.5 points currently. Money line odds of minus 150. Over-under on the whole game of over 42, I believe, is what's trending. Steelers have a good defense, but the impressive thing that at least so far this season that the Jaguars have shown, they have forced more more turnovers and gotten more interceptions than the Steelers have game per game for the season. I understand the Steelers are a better defense. That's one of those things that kind of makes me feel like it's going to be an under type of game with the Jaguars winning because they've had a more consistent, competent offense so far this season. So we finally got a differ on a football pick. It's going to happen on this next game, too, when we look at the New Orleans Saints taking on, well, your favorite team taking on my favorite team in the Indianapolis Colts. It's a split decision bowl. A split decision bowl game. Colts are at home, favored by one. Pretty much a toss-up on the lines, minus 120 in the Colts' favor, plus 100 for the Saints. Both teams coming in three and four wins and losses with an over-under 43.5. Anthony Richardson had season-ending surgery. He's out today. Gardner Minshew's in. He's a game manager if we've ever seen one. He can be electric at times, but he can also have those games where he throws two picks. I don't really know what to do, man, but I'm not picking against my team. I'm going to ride the Colts until I die. The Saints, I'm, I live here. I don't hate on them like I used to, but... They've done a little bit different than the Colts in the last five games. They've lost four out of five when the Colts have won three out of five. It's, I don't know what, what that is. Olave just got arrested. What's going on in New Orleans with Derek Carr? Do we need to put Jameis in? Like, I wouldn't mind seeing Jameis in. I think the Saints figure out a way to win this game. I think it's going to be like, kind of like they did with the Patriots where they just come in, play a great game. This is a game where the Colts and are playing better the on the road. I think Derek and the Carr, Saints are also playing better I'm not, on the road. I don't think Derek Carr is the answer, but I think he's going to come into this game and be the this game answer and have a good like a, his best game as a Saint is going to be this week against the Colts. That would be my I luck. Got the Saints. So obviously differing picks. Uh, the split decision bowl. I like that as a colloquial term. It's nice. Um, I honestly look if we can just get some things nailed down on offense, even with you know Anthony Richardson going out for the season, I think we could have. A decent year still. All right, so the next game we're going to cover is the Dallas Cowboys hosting the L.A. Rams. Uh, we're still trying to figure out what kind of team the Cowboys are. Honestly, we're trying to figure out what kind of team the Rams are, too, because both the Rams, I think they're 3-4 and four right now. 3-4, and four, Cowboys are 4-2. They four could go two. either way. The right. Rams could go either way. The Cowboys could kind of go either way, too, because they've had some impressive wins, but they've had a couple bad losses. They're two losses, getting blown out by the 49ers, and then kind of getting dominated by the Cardinals, too. Right. Like It was like, what is happening? That's one of those things where Josh— They're so up and down. Josh Dobbs was on that weird, like, Geno Smith streak where he was just playing lights but out Geno for Smith no reason. But Geno Smith is still playing well. 
Geno Smith's played well since he went to the Seahawks somehow. Somehow. But yeah, the Cowboys are coming off a bye. They just beat the Chargers. Their defense well, has really been the reason they, they beat the won. Chargers last week, right? Or was that the week two before? weeks ago? Two the, weeks ago. Yeah, the Chargers uh, lost to the Chiefs. You're right. You're uh, right. A couple of days ago. Um, speaking of them, defense has been really the reason the Cowboys have been winning all these games. But now Diggs is out for the year. Dak has been a glorified game manager at best, throwing several touchdowns or interceptions, not touchdowns, when they needed him to not manage the one game against the 49ers. Rams have also been bad. Cup is back. And then we have, like, another option, I guess, in Puka Nakua. I like Puka. And then we got Tyler Higby because, you know, um, what's the quarterback's name? Stafford. Stafford. He likes to throw to white guys on the Rams for whatever reason. Or that's fun. I picked the Cowboys here. I, got I think it's going to be a low-scoring defensive Minus game. Minus six and a half Cowboys. You think they cover? I think the Rams probably cover that. Yeah, honestly. I think it's going to be like a four-point Cowboys win. Yeah, like it, it'll be a good game. I think it's going to be a very defensive game, but I, that's just where it's kind of got to play for me. All right, so the next one we're going to cover, the, it's a team we got to cover. It's the Kansas City Chiefs, probably the best team in football, and right now Taylor Swift has made them the most popular team in the world. But also very weird because while they are arguably always going to be the best team in football for at least the foreseeable future, they just kind of have that around As long around as Patrick them. Mahomes is there. They haven't been playing nearly as well this season. Yeah, but any other team in the NFL that's not playing well, they're going to be losing. The six, Chiefs are 6-1 and one and they're right. not playing well. No, you, I, scary. Chiefs lost a linebacker last week. Nick Bolton, IR, he dislocated his wrist. I don't know if that's really going to affect his uh, you know, you think- defensive strategy for the Chiefs, but I just know that they don't really need it when they're going to play the Broncos, where Russell Wilson and Sean Payton have been absolutely god-awful. So... One defensive key, key player or not, I think Patrick Mahomes playing a little bit worse than he has, has ever isn't going to matter. I think they're just going to choke the Broncos. Chiefs win by, what are they, covering it's seven minus, and a half? Yeah, I have minus eight. I think they win yeah. by 10 to 14. Right. I, I, the Broncos, this isn't the team that the Broncos are going to come back late and score three touchdowns in the second half. This is the kind of game where Russ might throw three picks. Yeah, so the last game we're going to cover it's going to be a hard one for us to talk about. It's the Bengals going to the 49ers. Our favorite player, Joe Burrow, taking on a team that's lost two in a row in the 49ers. But yeah. I still think they're probably one of the best teams in the NFL. They're going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how they come out. The Bengals coming off of a bye after kind of getting momentum going. Did they have a bye come at the wrong time? Are they yeah. going to be able to continue the momentum? I think, honestly, man, that bye might help. Joe Joe Burrow playing. Yeah, the healthier he gets, I think that's what's going to Right. Happen. If you can get him to closer to 90%, 100%, he's going to play like he played in his first few years in the league. This season, had that calf injury in the preseason has just riddled him. He's taken hits because his O-line isn't protecting him well enough. And a strong defense with Nick Bosa on it is, is not going to be ready if the o-line can't step it up what do you think happens in the game you know I, this is another one i just changed my pick on i think oh, i'm not God. betting against joe burrow i'm not picking against joe burrow i think he figures out a way to get it done i think they're figuring out i think the 49ers are kind of on a slide does does the pick change help because the 49ers lost to the vikings yesterday it helps a little bit and i just thought about it more i think I got to believe in my guy, Joe. I think he carries him. I think him and Jamar go off. 
I think we can still log this one for an anytime CMC touchdown. Yeah. I mean, Ride they, that he scored lightning. the last two and they lost. Yeah, it's crazy. He scores no matter what. Um, coming so off back to back. I think the 49ers, to your point, they finally look beatable. CMC, Kittle, Purdy, Bosa, huge threats to the offense and defense of Joe, Joe Burrow. Three and one out of the last four for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Recovering from that calf injury, I agree. I think it's going to make him play way better, especially with the bye week. But I still think the 49ers are going to win. So we agreed on all college, and we differed on three out of the five pros. That's going to be interesting to see how that goes. All right, now it's time for Stakes and Takes, the recap segment where we go over last week's stakes and takes. Those are going to be our bets and picks. Or Yeah, that's right, bets and picks. And then we give you our five confirmed bets for this week, giving you a little bit of our advice, just trying to make us some money, make us some units, if you will. All right, so last week, UFC, how'd you do? I did pretty good in UFC. This is my best week I've had in a while. I didn't lose a fight. Out of the five fights we picked, one was a no contest. Boom. That was the Johnny Walker, Ankleev fight. Right. With a doctor fucked up. The other four picks. I lost that one too, if it's any consolation. My other four picks, I won them all. I went with my uh, my pick method, which was pick the Russian? Muslim Russian guys. That's fair. I mean, obviously, it, it panned out. It was a heavily weighted card in their favor, so solid advice to yourself. Always pick the guy with the Muslim with the beard with no mustache all right that's that's a, and they went four and oh it helped me this this week how'd you do ufc uh three one and one uh i thought volk was gonna beat islam i thought his uh confidence even though he lost the first time out was gonna kind of play moving forward but the fight ended in a dramatically different fashion than the original uh so i went three one and one in ufc I'm not very upset about it. I took a chance on an, on an underdog, and it just didn't pay off. Um, but moving to college football, I went 4-1. and one. I only lost USC. I got every other pick right. I went 2-3. and three. I didn't do as well. I lost. Uh, I picked Penn State. They lost. And you? I picked USC stupidly. I'm never picking USC again. They lost. Dude, and that's crazy. I they just Clemson, folded twice in a row, USC. Picked Clemson. Double overtime, heartbreaking loss to Miami. And I picked Miami. That was nuts to me. I was because Miami was one of my bets. And I actually cashed that that underdog. It was it was awesome. Yeah, so um, two and three I went in uh in college. So it looks like you beat me there. Beat how'd, you there. How'd you do NFL? I fucked it all up, dude. I went two and three. I'm sorry, uh three and two in the NFL. Lions and Bills were my losses. It wasn't great. The Lions should not have won like thirty-eight to or lost thirty-eight to six. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that was, they just didn't show up, dude. I was I was spouting like, oh, Aiden Hutchinson on the defense, about to take Lamar Jackson's ankles. Nah, it's like he was a high school like volleyball player. They just that didn't game. show up. I went four and one, and that was my only loss in the NFL was the Lions. Oh no, I'm sorry. I picked. I didn't even pick the Lions. I picked you picked the, the Bills. Yeah, my you only lost on the, the Bills. Bills, which they should have. How they lose to the Patriots? Right. How do you lose to the Patriots? Josh Allen this season has been playing very similar to similar to Justin Herbert. Just can't come back. Yeah, but uh, the these Bills deficits. are still over 500. The Chargers just suck, dude. That is that is a different story. But yeah, I got every other pick right. Four and one. So it brought me to ten wins, four losses, and one uh draw, I guess you would say. Yeah, th- so ten four week. and one on your takes. 
That's good. I like that. How'd I, you do? I went nine, five, and one on my takes. I'll take so, it. I'll take it. You'll take it, right? Yeah. Uh, Chat GPT, otherwise known as our AI counterpart, went eight, six, and one. Um, I will say. So with, we both beat him this week. Right. That hasn't happened for a while. I will say with that, um, it was a, gr- a great and crazy underdog day for NFL in its entirety, just not the five games we were totally focused on. Um, how'd you do for bets last week? So bets, I went three and two. I, I got, did the same. I got Islam and Hamzat money lines right. I got Penn State and Detroit Lions. Yeah, I picked the. I somehow picked a bet that was opposite of my pick because I got those money lines wrong. Hey man, sometimes at the at that plus sign with like how much money I you're just gonna forgot. win, I didn't even look at it. And oh. then sometimes and, the odds just like make me like second guess myself. Like I could win five hundred dollars here. And then I had Eagles money line, which they won against the Dolphins Sunday night, so that saved me, gave me a winning record of three and two. How'd you do? I went three and two as well. I went Florida heavy. Uh, it helped me and it hurt me. I had uh, Kamaya money line on my UFC bet, and then I took the Hurricanes money line, which cashed as a nice little underdog. Um, and then the Bears money line, they beat who did they beat last week? They beat the Raiders. They beat the Raiders like pretty bad. Um, and then I lost Volk money line because I tried to put my money where my mouth was. There didn't work. And the Dolphins just decided not to be a con- contest to the Eagles at all. That was Eagles are good. Yeah, and they didn't even need the tush push again. So hmm. we both went three and two, so that kind of uh, leaves us about where we came in. Right, so yeah, that, that moves me for stakes, 38, 31, and two. Christian, it moves you to 38, 32, and one. So we're right there with each other. For takes, I'm 95, 53, and two. Christian, 90, 58, and one. So I have a little bit of an advantage there. And with our AI system, 47, 20, and 2 for a pretty impressive ratio there. But yeah, that's going to cover pretty much all of our stakes and takes for this week. From last week. For last week. And that's going to jump us directly into our bets, our, 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 our stakes for this week. Yeah, what you got? So no UFC. So we gave you our football picks already in our football preview. So we have five football bets this week is pretty much what we have to come up with. I did two. I did hockey. Okay. I'm kidding. All right. Well, hockey season did start. <laughs> oh, it did? Yes. Damn. I did two college and three pros. I made sure they're all aligned with my picks as well. Oh, uh, nice. So my two college ones, I picked the Oregon Ducks money line, minus 270. And then I picked the Louisville Cardinal money line, minus 190. Nice, nice. I also took the uh, Louisville Cardinal money line. I think, uh, based on what we said before, I think you know they're going to just have what it takes to beat them. And I also took Wake Forest covering 20.5. I think with how weirdly good their defense is, that's just a crazy point differential that they're going to get. That's it for all I have for college. So we each have two college. My three NFL bets, I did three money line bets. I did Bengals money line against the 49ers plus 190. I did the Steelers money line against the Jaguars plus 120. Then I did the Saints money line. Broke my own rule, plus mm. 100. I took all three pluses. Probably not a good idea, but I'm feeling it. I, hey, look, if you're I'm nothing. I'm done overthinking. I'm not overthinking anymore. You're nothing Go if with not my gut. confident. Go right? with my gut. My three NFL picks, Jaguars money line, slight favorite, Rams to cover six and a half on the Cowboys, 
and the Bengals to cover five and a half on the 49ers. I want to say the Bengals are going to win, but they haven't shown it to me like that this season. So I'm much more comfortable putting a plus five, you know, giving them five and a half points is, is a lot better feeling for me. Thanks for listening to this episode of Split Decision. Check us out next week on episode 20 when we review our football bets and picks of the week. Uh, Take a look ahead to UFC Sao Paulo, Derek Lewis versus Almeida. And then we'll take a look again at the football uh, games for this next upcoming week. Yeah, I think NFL Week 10. NFL Week 10, College Football Week 11. All right. So back in the olden days, turnips were used to carve instead of pumpkins. Correct.